Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Key Reese. And guys... I am not joking when I say we have a very exciting <gasps> announcement. Oh my god, we do! I feel like I'm going to cry. Do it. Okay, <laughs> okay. you're really going to cry. So, I'm going to cry. <laughs> no. So on Saturday, my very sweet boyfriend Charlie he popped the question, and I'm engaged. We just broke everyone's earlobes. Sorry about that, everyone. Sorry, it's guys. so exciting. I know it's so exciting, and I was. So excited to tell you I've been trying to hold on to the news all weekend. I know. And had this big <laughs> elaborate plan to do it yesterday on the podcast. And then I woke up yesterday morning sick. You can kind of hear it still in my voice. So I just had to call you and be like, I wasn't hiding it from you. I was actually saving it for you. I'm engaged. <laughs> and you were so sweet. I just wish we could have. But this is still good. This, this is, is still good. good. I love how like you were like you were telling me you're engaged and you're excited, but mostly you were telling me the plan to record yeah. my reaction. <laughs> and I was like, wait, you're engaged? You're like, yeah, that doesn't actually matter. So we were going to do it in the podcast studio and I had it all set up and now I can't come in. I'm like, wait, wait, backtrack, backtrack. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. We just were on a walk with our dog, Albie, sitting down like on the top of this park next to like the Bondi de Bronte walk. Yeah. Yeah. In Sydney here, and um, there was a little note in Albie's jacket. Oh no! Yeah. Okay, guys, I haven't heard the story because we saved this for the <laughs> yeah, pod. So this is like in Albie's jacket. Yeah, I just had a little note in there asking me to be his wife, and oh I said, "Oh my gosh, yes, of course." Gave me a huge cuddle. I hadn't even looked at the ring yet. Didn't have the ring box out. It was like just so nice. It was like intimate in public, which is a weird thing. And yeah. then the funniest thing about it was like we'd like compose ourselves. We were like all excited. We we're like, oh, we should go take a photo, like, and make sure we because we completely forgot about that too. And then I just had to tell someone. Yeah. And there was a South African lady there with her daughter, and I just went, "We're engaged." <laughs> and she's like, "Are you serious? Did you just get engaged?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And she's like, "Oh my god!" So it was Aww. just really nice. <laughs> it was really nice. Anyway. Oh, that's so exciting! Congratulations! It's Thanks, such good LB. news. I only want to talk about this, but unfortunately we do have know, some other silly celeb stuff to talk about today. Oh, so don't worry, guys. There will be many updates on this over the next coming <laughs> months. You don't you worry about that. <laughs> so in the news today, Billie Eilish's new music video has caused quite a stir and not in a good way. But before you kind of roll your eyes at the outrage, we need to talk about why people are really upset. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. So just an update on yesterday's story. So on yesterday's show, we talked about Chrissy Teigen's lengthy new apology addressing claims of trolling and bullying. At the same time, another statement was released from fashion designer and reality TV star Michael Costello, where he claimed that Chrissy had allegedly bullied him and derailed his career to the point where he was near suicidal. And those allegations were picked up and widely run across many news outlets, and Chrissy Teigen has yet to respond. But of course, when anything like this happens and this story hits the headlines, it always draws a lot of comments and opinions from other celebrities. But the most notable one to come out so far is a statement from singer Leona Lewis. 
So Leona posted a statement to her Instagram account that read, I usually don't speak on subjects like this, but I honestly feel like I had to say something as I've dealt with years of insecurity from this. Then she began the statement by saying, I don't condone any kind of bullying behavior and I'm sorry for what Michael Costello went through, but I wanted to share my own experience with him in 2014. And then she went on to tell quite a lengthy story about a time she was asked to participate in a charity fashion show and she was so excited when she got paired with Michael Costello and found out she was going to wear one of his dresses. But then she talks through what happened at the event, saying that when she got there, the sample size, which we all know that's usually a size zero or something like that in these kind of fashion industry events, didn't fit her. She says that the team was really not wanting to alter it for her or make the dress fit for her. And when she went back to have a fitting with Michael the next day, he completely completely refused to turn up and refused to dress her. And as a result of that, at the fashion event, she was left sitting in the audience, very embarrassed that she wasn't able to take to the catwalk with the other stars. And she said publicly, it looked like she was being difficult, that she was refusing to take part for charity. And she said it's something that had stayed with her for many years. So there's been a lot of mixed reactions to this. And she did end up by saying that she wishes Michael Costello no ill will and that she's not condoning anything that Chrissy Teigen has done, but she just wants people to know there's many different sides of the story and people have different experiences with different celebrities at different points in time, which I think is a really kind of fair point. But now there's been quite a bit of backlash between Leona Lewis and Michael Costello because now he has responded. I feel like I'm just recapping drama. He responded? Yes, only so this, this morning. only happened this morning. Wow. Yeah, it's breaking news unfolding as we talk. So he's taken to his own Instagram story and said that he's really confused by Leona's story. He said that he's dealt with her and her team many times over the years and this has never come up. He's gone on and shared screenshots of emails that her team have sent him since that event asking to be dressed by him and his label. He's also shared photos where she's posing his dresses and keeps saying the same thing, you know, like no shade on you, but there's obviously been some misunderstanding Mm. between our teams. Let's sort it out. So it is a bit of a mess and it all comes down to this thing of we're watching now all these different celebrity stories and accusations play out in the public eye, but it kind of makes me think not all of them deserve to be there. Yeah, I know. It's very meta, all of this stuff happening. It seems weird. And I feel like, wouldn't you bring it up with the person directly before you go public with it? If she has worked with them after, it just seems like messy to me. It's a bit weird because that seems like a working relationship. Whereas I feel the Chrissy Teigen allegations that Michael Costello laid were very personal and it wasn't kind of like a business thing. Although it is the same thing. I don't know. It does feel just a little bit disjointed for me. Yeah, exactly. And it's really difficult as like a, you know, commentator as people who are watching this unfold in the public eye. It's a difficult situation to be in because on one hand, there's power in having people who are at the top of their game who have exhibited toxic behaviour being Mm -hmm. called out. And for a lot of these different people, like there's no way that Courtney Stodden, who is the original person who put forward these claims about Chrissy Teigen, the bullying, There's just no way that they had any power to have their voice heard in that situation until they took it public. So there's some understanding in that. But now I wonder if we're getting into this space where people's grievances and backstories are just going to be aired at different times. And it's like, you know, this kind of I've got you and I've got a worse story on you. And if you think this person's bad, look at this person. And it all comes down to the idea that maybe this shouldn't be playing out in the public eye. I mean, the thing is the entertainment industry as a whole is so unregulated in this way. It's like if they had a HR department or something to go to. (laughs) Like someone needs to step in and be like, just bring it all here and we'll sort it out behind closed doors so that people can be held accountable for their actions. But yeah, I feel like this kind of got your moment sharing private messages and stuff is a very slippery road to go down. And I also think the more you hear about these things, 
and I hate to say it, but it loses its impact on yeah, how much it's all you becoming care. noise, isn't it? And it's like she did that to me, and yesterday I was like, oh whoa, Michael Costello, and then when I saw Lilo and Lilo stuff, I was like, oh well, I just don't. Care. I'm bad. I feel bad. Like I feel bad for you. That was a bad situation, but in the grand scheme of things, like I care more about the Chrissy Teigen stuff because. Those are really serious allegations and what Michael Costello is also saying. But every day this breaking news, it just does feel a little bit like, oh, again. Well, I wish I could say on to some better news, but this is still slightly sad. In a new interview with the Irish Independent, former UK and US X Factor judge Lewis Walsh shared his experience when he briefly worked as a judge alongside Britney Spears. So back in 2012, Britney Spears, it was about four years after her much publicised breakdown when she decided, or maybe some other people decided for her, we'll never know, to join as a judge on the US X Factor alongside Simon Cowell, Demi Lovato and LA Reid. And at the time, it was reportedly for a fee around 15 million US dollars. So during the audition time for two days in Kansas City, Simon Cowell ended up being quite sick. So Lewis Walsh was called in to be his cover for that period of time. And he was talking about this specifically. So he said, quote, I was sitting with Britney for two days and after every few auditions, she would go. And then the Irish Independent has written, he slumps over, neck flopping in his chair. He then said, they would literally have to stop the show and take her out because she was on so much medication and other stuff. I felt sorry for her. Here she was, the biggest pop star on the planet, and she was just sitting there physically but wasn't there mentally. She had a lot of problems. Where it got a little bit more interesting was when the journalist asked if Britney should have been receiving help instead of fronting an entertainment show. And he reportedly laughed and then said she was getting millions of dollars to do it, so why the F wouldn't she just sit there? Mixed feelings about this. The context of this interview was also really weird. It was like him talking about how he's changing his life, coming out of COVID, knows what's, you know, knows what's really important now, and he knows he doesn't want to be go 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 all the time after thirty years in the entertainment business. And the only person he was willing to go on record about, celebrity he was willing to go on record about, was Britney Spears. And I was kind of like, hasn't she been through enough? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had a bit of an ick feeling when I was reading that story this morning because on one side of it, I think every time we kind of find out a little bit more about how she was treated behind the scenes and how that was working kind of is important in the context of people being so worried about her welfare. Yeah. But on the other side of that, I don't think some of these celebrities who are using her name for cachet are worried about her welfare. Mm. Like what he's seeing there is an opportunity to make some headlines, get his name back in the publicity kind of wagon, and also speak about a celebrity who the tide has turned, so everyone's very much on her side now. So if you've got a Britney story in your back pocket, now's the time for celebs to bring it out for a bit of extra cachet. And they also know that she's not going to see it and her team's not really going to respond to it. You know what I mean? Like there's other celebrities you could talk about and they'd immediately fire out their own Instagram and Twitter accounts and reply. But we know that Britney doesn't do that at all. She doesn't have any kind of access to her social media and her team's not going to wade into anything like that at the moment because of the ongoing court cases around her conservatorship. So it's almost like she's become this easy target now for other celebs to get a foot up without actually having to wade into the messiness around her. Yeah, it's so true because, look, if you took that quote out of that article, it was so boring. And then no one's there reading that article. There was in there. He's like, I'm going to do another girl band. I'm looking for Irish girls that are 12. And I'm like, yeah, you need Britney basically for this to get any headlines for anyone to hear about your upcoming things. So, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Lewis, not so great. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. 
to link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts. Open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Well, there's been a lot of talk around Billie Eilish this week, and that's because there's been a growing number of accusations around the fact that her latest music video contains queer baiting. So it all started with a newly released music video for her new single, Lost Cause. And in the music video, you can see the 19-year-old kind of, I mean, basically it's like a, to me as kind of an outsider looking in on it, I first thought it looked like her with a big group of girlfriends, yeah. they're in some sort of an apartment or a house and they're frolicking around, like they're jumping. party. Yeah, Daytime. they're hanging out. There are like obviously some suggestive hugs and dancing, a few like quick lip kisses, that sort of stuff. But until you kind of look at the context of what other people outside of our little sphere are saying, it does kind of take on a bit of a different message. So the video itself was already garnering a lot of criticism over perceived queer baiting, but things were then very exacerbated by an Instagram post that Billy posted where she was showing behind the scenes shots of the video and she posted it with the caption, I love girls. So this obviously got a lot of her fans who a lot of them are predominantly young men and women who have kind of really grown up with her music and the message that she's been sending about kind of being yourself and this really empowering message over the years. And then quickly, as soon as she posted that particular image with that caption, I love girls, that's when they started posting a lot of comments saying that like, is she coming out or is she just using this kind of imagery and language because she knows it'll draw attention and it's kind of, you know, giving like a bit of excitement and sexuality to her new music release. And there were a few that were quite outragey, but I think if you're looking past the outragey ones, there were a huge amount of comments on Twitter and Instagram and on forums from the LGBTQIA plus community who were saying things like, you're using kind of my pain and my the person I am and my sexuality to garner music sales, pretty much is what they were saying, without actually kind of speaking up on my behalf or making yourself part of my community. So there's been a lot of that kind of talk. So I know what queer batting is, but I it's one of those words like I know what it means, but I need the definition. Can you give it to me? Yes. So um, according to a number of outlets who um, sort of work in that space, queerbaiting is a term that refers to, I guess, people mostly in the entertainment industry for this kind of context. So it's authors or writers or showrunners or musicians who are attempting to attract an LGBTQIA plus audience by hinting at things like same-sex relationships between characters or in their content they're putting out or in the people that they're portraying without actually fully having those people present, if that makes sense. So it means you're attempting to attract that audience without actually representing them. Got it. Okay, so she hasn't publicly said that she's part of that community. So they're questioning whether she should be doing that. I would say that's the whole of the pop culture business, though. All of the video clips that you see is is always selling sex and a large majority of them are not out. I mean, in the most more recent years, we've had a lot of prolific people come out and say that they are queer or they, you know, are trans or bi and identify in that way. There are still a lot of straight artists that are putting out music and accompanying video clips that are very much queer baiting. But I feel like she's the only one that maybe is getting called out on it because I haven't heard someone being called out on it before. 
Yeah, it has happened a bit in the entertainment industry. I mean, obviously it kind of comes in waves depending on who's putting out content. Yeah. But it, Nick Jonas has been accused of it a lot over the last really? couple of years. Yeah, because there were, especially during his solo career, which I guess was a while away now, and I don't really remember that, but I guess there are Nick Jonas fans <laughs> out there who were into that sort of stuff. I prefer Joe, that he would, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> that he would allude to it in his music and that he would also make a lot of repeated kind of appearances at gay nightclubs. And he was asked about it in a um, interview and he pretty much said like, well, Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I don't think you should find negativity in every situation, which I think is a kind of a bit dismissive of what people were saying. And then he went on to say, like, I feel like people are trying to find negativity when I go out with my gay friends. And I feel like his audience was just saying, like, if you're going to kind of try and monetize this movement, just give us a stand of which side you're on. This is where it gets tricky, right? Because I can see some parallels in how I feel about white artists who monetize black culture in you know in the way like the way that black people dress and having long nails and how that used to be viewed as ghetto and now when like a white artist does that it's viewed as like so cool and everyone wants Mm. to do it so I do see the parallels and I can understand the frustration for people in that community when you're seeing someone so clearly do it just for clout because going to a gay bar is a little bit extreme if you're doing it in that way, if you're going with your friends, it's it's obviously fine. And not to say that if you're straight, you shouldn't go to a gay bar. But I'm just saying, like, if he's being very intentional about continuing that narrative in his everyday life, it does seem a little icky. So in his video clips, was it boys on boys? I don't think it was anything kind of that upfront about it. I think it was just an overall tone in his music. Right. His so it wasn't like overtly. No, not so something. much. Whereas someone else who's faced similar accusations was Rita Ora. So with her 2018 music video Girls, there was like lyrics about it about same sex relationships and people were so intense about it that she ended up sort of coming out and saying that she has had relationships with women and there was a lot of kind of talk of whether she was like forced to out her own sexuality in that yeah. kind of way. And then some people were saying, well, she wasn't monetizing it for album sales. So it's almost like if you want to kind of put a price tag on that, then you have to, I mean, it's obviously a very tricky area to kind of get into. And then probably the biggest pop star, I would say, who's been accused of this is Harry Styles. <gasps> have you heard about this? Well, I feel like when I think about Harry, he is a walking queer baiting machine. Is he not? <laughs> that's what people are saying. So he's long kind of, I mean, people use the word teased fans about his sexuality. He's suggested a lot of different times that he might be bisexual and then he'll kind of walk back on it and then he'll like, it'll get brought up in an interview and he'll kind of wink and say like, I guess we'll never know kind of thing. Yeah. And obviously there's the whole issue of him um, also posing in magazine covers and dresses and stuff, which again, like he obviously there's, he's doing some work there to kind of smash down different stereotypes and say that people's sexuality can be so much more fluid than just like this is a straight man this is a straight woman and Mm. there's some kind of valid conversation there but a lot of people have also said that he is not you know because he's seen as this kind of a conventionally attractive straight man who's dating beautiful Hollywood movie stars and stuff so he doesn't as much as he kind of dips his toe in that pool and uses it for a bit of a quick news hit or a bit of a titillation for his fans they'll go buy his products he's actually not doing any kind of work in that area to help fans and when he's talked about it he's kind of been like you know it doesn't really matter what people's sexuality is and then his fans are saying yes it does because it's like super affecting our lives and our careers and that annual kind of study that Glad does every year came out and about like how many people like on tv shows 
uh, part of the LGBTQ plus community. And there's actually been a decrease this year in people who really? like, yeah, representation and also people who identify that way. And so it's like you're saying the entertainment industry is doing all this work because you're having all these seemingly straight people kind of wink about their sexuality. But on the flip side of that, representation on screen is going down. So like it's obviously it's not it's so much a bigger issue than Billie Eilish I think is kind oh, of the point. Oh yeah, it's definitely a bigger issue than Billie Eilish and that video clip is actually really good and that song is a banger. It is a banger. But I also think it's hard because if someone hasn't lived through the pain and not to say that he hasn't, but if you if you're straight passing and dating all these beautiful women, it's it's hard to really know if you've experienced that pain and that pain is the thing that rocks people. You know, people don't come out of the closet either their whole lives or very late in their lives when they finally feel like you know strong enough to live as who they are and that would have to hurt I think people watching but I also argue on the flip side of that young kids hearing his music and seeing him what impact that does make so it's a difficult thing I think kind of bringing it back to Billie Eilish because as we said it's not about her but it has kind of brought this conversation to a front at least this week and I think a lot of her fans have really valid points to make but on the flip side of that a lot of her fans have also defended her right to be able to release this music clip and this and this video and the song itself without having to kind of give any further info on her sexuality because they're saying like first mm. of all we were telling her she couldn't pose on a magazine cover a corset. Yeah. Then we were telling her she had to wear a certain clothing and now we're telling her that she can't play or express her sexuality in, in any kind of way without putting like a really big label on it. So it is a really, I mean, I also feel like it's it's kind of not for us to comment on this because we don't come from that community. Yeah, but that's it's the also other thing. just Yeah, which is kind of why I didn't really even quite pick it up when the song came out. But Neither I think reading back through all these comments from people from that community like I think it's also very dismissive to kind of pass their thoughts off as just backlash because I think even though it's a difficult conversation it's more than just backlash well thank you so much for listening to the spill today and on this very special day (laughs) it's a little bit special isn't it don't worry guys there'll be a lot more engagement chat as time goes on Well, if you're listening, please follow us and leave us a review. What could be more exciting to celebrate Key's big news? I'm literally using your engagement to get reviews here. (laughs) Go and leave us a review if you would like to pass on your congratulations and tell people how great our podcast is. So this episode of The Spill was produced by myself, Laura Brodnick and Madeline Joanno with audio production by Madeline Joanno. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.